2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, listen.
3: hey out yes. there yes sir <laughs> <laughs> yes sir. <laughs> <laughs> <Hoo-ah>. <laughs> scent of a man ha <laughs> what a current reference uh. we're, here. <laughs> we're here once again another live episode it's not technically live. I guess that's it's
4: live in the sense that we are alive re- doing it. <laughs>
3: We're recording it outside instead of inside. Yeah, we and are. I used "live" to mean that. Yeah, but I don't. know That was why. okay. That was all right. Um, another episode, brink coming to you live from from down from redact- redacted California, and that's that's what I was going to yeah, get yeah, yeah. at. I actually immediately want to start with a correction because in the last episode, uh, I. Shouted out Jason Wong's great set of novels, John Dies at the End, and the sequel that I read, but I, this book is full of spiders. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe, actually, now that I had some time to think on it, in his books, the town is called Undisclosed, mm. Undisclosed Illinois, or mm. something like that. And in that time, I read all of his novels. But, yeah, but, so you already knew it. I yeah. was bullshit. Right. But this is Michael Swaim. This is Adam Ganser. And it's one-upsmanship, where we talk about the work's of David Wong, <laughs> where we cover he should, we should have him on sometime. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah. Well, small beans. I would love him to come on. Small beans only very very recently got the ability to do interviews remotely and have okay. them work technologically. Yeah, yeah. In fact, our tales from the pit episode with Talia Jane was the first. Oh, great. Time that worked out. That. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so we can do that now, which okay. brings back the possibility of, uh, you know, a lot of our old pals, yeah. C-
4: c- I can't think of a person who I have met in real life who I found more interesting mm-hmm. than Jason as like a as a communicator of ideas. Puddles
3: the clown, I'll say, cuz okay. I met him. Fair but- enough. It's hard Fair to enough. top him for interestingness. Do that's you know a lot the of, clown? No, but that's a that's a high wow. bar of competition. He's like a 6 foot 4 clown who sings Lord covers uh really? in like sad mime face. It's it's he's an interesting <laughs> cat. Uh Soren and I bumped into him wandering around the streets of Canada holding a, a gas lantern on a pole like a gondolier of yore. What a what a strange conflux of events. <gasps> and he's one of Soren's favorites. Soren freaked the fuck really? out. I Like, got starstruck wow. and ran out. Yeah, I wouldn't have met him except that Soren dragged us over to talk to him and yeah, oh, get see. pictures with him and okay. stuff. This is on probably a comedy festival. This was Just for Laughs yeah. 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 yeah, got it. yeah. It. No, Soren and I, you know, we wander the alleyways of Canada.
4: I sometimes. was like, yeah, he and I basically only make it up to Burbank once a year.
3: We uh, we got stuck just for last in the elevator with Louis C.K., which used to be a thing I would brag about. Oh wow, <laughs> not anymore. Wow, <laughs> what a bummer! Cool thing that happened I used to, to think you. it was yeah. a missed opportunity that I didn't talk to him, yeah. and now I'm like, probably fine, fine. I let it go. <laughs> 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 uh, ah, yeah. but today. Is a very special episode because really is. rather than our traditional format of covering its particular game, Ugh, we're just going to dive. It, whole, we're going to
4: dive whole hog into our fanboyism. Those of you who've been listening to the show know that uh, Mike and I both have biases.
3: But I hate to fight, and you love to fight. We have
4: biases, and this game is going to be an all-out emotional catharsis <laughs> over the relevance, history, and emotional legacy of the Super Nintendo Entertainment System and the Sega Genesis.
3: Is that what you called it as a kid? Do you hey after school, do you want to come over and play my Super Nintendo Entertainment System? I called it Super Nintendo. I That's called what I it called SNES. I call it SNES called it SNES.
4: I know people did. But you <laughs> didn't have a SNES. So no. that might be so there's the beginning of and the problem.
3: I, I'm also curious about people who what people called the position I'm defending if you genesis, couldn't, right? if you couldn't guess from our uh histories yeah. i'm taking the sega position yeah um no i called it a sega yeah until later iterations existed then i started calling it a genesis to differentiate from the cd right uh but i know a lot of people called it the genesis right off the bat so even though it's not the it's not the first sega system no they had one before they had the sega master system yes they which did so had which um, is a great name for the first system they had
4: the yeah, master system well, final fantasy 1 video <laughs> yeah, that's video right. games have a long history of
3: naming things incorrectly of getting a little ahead of themselves <laughs> yeah, that's for yeah. sure i i want to say this i mean well you know how the dreamcast made all of our dreams come true as if we were fishing <laughs> for dreams and we finally landed the big <laughs> Oh,
4: dreamcast we kn- we hardly knew you that's ye. another episode um so this will not this episode is not going to be overtly contentious for, for contentious sake. But it will Is be... Is it? I don't, isn't I don't know, maybe it will. Isn't it? Uh, you piece
3: of shit. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it, you human pile
4: of garbage? But we will be, <laughs> we will be earnestly defending our childhoods here. Uh, ideally respectfully. And at the end of it hopefully uh, everyone will have both a comprehensive understanding of our respective biases
3: mm-hmm. and have come to the correct conclusion that Nintendo's the best. So you... <laughs> And of course, you'll text in your votes and the loser's loser's childhood will be erased from their memory as punishment.
4: Right. The end of this is basically eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. (laughs) Only you don't date anybody at the end of it. You just have nothing.
3: Whoever loses. Right. Or no, I'll up it even more. If you lose, I will replace all your SNES memories with Genesis memories. Wow. You're going to plant a lot of kid (laughs) chameleon in there, huh? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why would you start a debate? With the piece of evidence I'm going to use to win the debate, you just loaded the you loaded the gun for me, my friend. Now
4: I want to I want (laughs) to disclose a couple of facts for the sake of our listener. One is this idea is something we talked about doing over a year ago. Calmer and you are right. Calmer
3: and you are. finishing my coffee <laughs> Finishing uh, my coffee.
4: but we talked about this like literally over a year ago before this podcast even started doing the doing this kind of we assumed we do yeah. it in the first batch we did yeah that's how long we've been debating doing this
3: and then everyone responded so well to just game by game that we're like let's put let's it just off. keep it rolling for let's a while put it off. yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> the other thing is that
4: mike and i both have recently played the other person's game system games in like together like mm-hmm. we did it together yeah like you and i did a a tour of the genesis in that package they recently they, sold they just released a pretty yeah. solid collection
3: of 30 sega yeah, classics a lot yeah. of them
4: and you and i have both been occasionally playing the mini snes which, which i another purchased. very
3: solid really good yeah so symbolically appropriate that sega and snes both just dropped these like Criterion Collection, Let's Look Back at Our Best Stuff. Yes. And the Nintendo one is a physical piece of equipment. That is exactly correct. And the Sega one is software that you download on a Nintendo. On a different system. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, on a different system. Very telling and appropriate.
4: It's telling, it's appropriate. It also tells a little bit about the philosophies of these two systems, too, Mm -hmm. that we should talk about. Anyway, so so strap in, guys. We've been waiting to do this for a long time. Hopefully you will come... And enjoy your... I
3: mean, I hope you come every episode. I hope episode. you come every day. <laughs> Just get it
4: out of your system, you know what I mean? Just start off the day right. Uh, hopefully you'll enjoy Hi, this, this debate and uh, and and feel free to weigh in with your own opinions on the Discord or, yeah. or I mean, the various you, commenting If places. you're a master
3: debater, you're going to come by the end, so... <laughs> Mostly we're it will be dick jokes. We're all set up for success here.
4: <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh you said you wanted to start with your first rant oh, I'm and I starting, would rebut.
3: I didn't say I would start, I but believe, I will. I
4: believe you did. I started last episode. Uh, being that you are defending the Genesis, be the beginning of this conversation.
3: Generate the conversation. Then I will pass I think we should pass uh branded checkpoints this time. Blink. So for my checkpoint going into my opening volley argument. Right. I'm gonna pass I'm gonna pass. Mm. <laughs> Should have had it on deck before really I to. set up the. Well, I mean, the easy one is the little bloop bloop balloon that Sonic passes. But I was trying to think of a deeper You're trying cut. to
4: save it. Trying to save that checkpoint with so- the Sonic one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'll pick up a third floating atom and turn from a Greek mm. a Greek corpse into a golden wolf. I like that. As we move into me talking about why Sega Genesis is so great and better than Nintendo. Let's hear it. Um, So if you grew up around the time I did and Sega Genesis was relevant to your pop culture experience, you will know immediately that it wins solely based on (laughs) cool factor. Cool factor. All the arguments you are going to bring to bear, Adam, I predict, and don't interrupt. I'm just characterizing your argument for you ahead of time. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Here's what you're going to say. You're going to bring to bear arguments based around things that only an adult and analysis can truly parse, like the quality of game balance, the care put into uh, inventing different genres and subgenres, marketing decisions. That's not what matters to a kid. What matters to a kid is what's fucking fun and cool and awe-inspiring and engaging in a way that draws you in. And to me, you got to start with the flagship characters, which are, of course, respectively. Sonic the fucking cool-ass, fully-fleshed-out hedgehog who lives in an amazing (laughs) anime world where he goes so fast that he turns into fucking lasers. He sure does. And he's fighting evil robots that want to destroy the environment. And Mario, who is a middle-aged plumber using, like, f- collected fruit to kill turtles to get to a girl that he is crushing on, I guess, but it's not really clear in the SNES days. That's true. Um, so even, I think that's, like, the kernel of my argument, but it goes across the board. And I think uh, that, that Sega is essentially has cooler mascots. Not just mascots, but a cooler vibe all throughout. Okay. And, like, they're more Banksy, and Nintendo is... Banksy? Wow. Nintendo is more Google Doodles. Like, very thoroughly vetted, carefully considered, uh, things we know will work. Okay. With no particular weight put into any story decision, because we don't want to alienate anyone. And we already have this sprite of this middle-aged mustached guy. And why did we make him mustached and give him overalls? Because it's 8-bit, and that's the only thing. It's 16-bit, but when he was first invented, that was the only way to differentiate his arms from his body. And his mouth from the top of his face mm. was to give him a mustache and overalls. So these decisions were literally made t- for totally functional reasons. And I think basically Nintendo's a bunch of real- a bunch of nerds, oh, <laughs> who sit around fascinated by what can this machine do? What's the future of like this abstract binary technology that lives inside this box? Sega was a system for kids who are are children, who are in the middle of enjoying the best part of life. Interesting. And getting home from school and just being like, what would be cool to turn into a tiger that breathes fire, to run fast and have an echidna friend? Okay. Like... To fly and shoot dragons out of the sky. Make
4: sure you mention the names of these games that you're referencing, just for our best. Well,
3: I think I will do that a lot more in the main version, but I already got my Sonic kids on my side. They know what I'm talking about. Um, Detach your own head and use it as a weapon. That could be either Dynamite Heady or Decap Attack, two great Sega games. Okay. Um, Whereas Nintendo, I do grant, is always innovating in the actual functional gameplay mechanics world that doesn't matter to a kid and I think this should be all about how those things the whole like the the nugget of feeling this system left in our hearts and to me (sighs) upcoming live action movie notwithstanding oh boy Sonic the Hedgehog is a well-defined character that we all have feelings about in the same way that we do about Han Solo say and Are they the same feelings in your mind? Similar. He's a okay. badass loner who's going to get the job done and be, like, wisecracky. Uh, okay. And is cool-looking to draw. Like, that's even – I think that's pertinent to a, an argument about yeah. what was important to childhood. And That's one you come back to a lot in this podcast. Well, and I would argue that Sega was more open to not sanitizing cultural artifacts, meaning Sega released a lot of games – that were made for a Japanese audience first, way more than Nintendo, or actually, I mean, Nintendo aimed for a Japanese audience, but they also did the Pixar thing from very early on where they realized, well, why is Mario basically nothing? Why is Link such a cypher? Because then it can port to America and the kids will like it just as much. Right. But I really admire that Altered Beast is fucking weird because there are tropes that are probably way more normal in Japanese culture, but were weird to me. So as a kid, I was getting exposed to like, an American video game would never have a boss that's a Venus flytrap full of eyeballs, and you're literally in hell, like the walls of hell are Mm -hmm. dripping with slime, and you're a dragon that spits lightning bolts. That would get sanitized out into something a lot more mass appeal-y, especially that era of gaming. But Sega was the... That's why I compare it to Banksy. Sega was the system that had the weird games where you're like, what is this? All right. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'll end with, I think that being cool in the 90s way has become lame. So if you see sure. that through those eyes, I get why you would be like, but that wasn't really cool. But it was then. You just have to believe me if you're much younger than me. Sonic the Hedgehog was not cool in a hokey way. He was unironically. Like, he came out and you're like... Oh, forget Mario. Sonic's cool. Mario's like a dork compared to Sonic. That was basically their sales pitch for Sonic. Was, Was, look at this dork. You want to play as a middle-aged plumber? Mario who? Or do you want to play as a fucking cool guy? Right. (laughs) That, that That was their pitch. That was exactly their pitch. And I think that carries through in their game roster. Yeah. And that ethos is what makes, I think... The Genesis ultimately a more interesting historical artifact than the Super Nintendo will be. Okay. Say fifty years from now. Now you have to pass a brand appropriate checkpoint. Sorry. Okay. I roped but us so, into but an I'm, I'm doing game. a rebuttal first, right? Yes. So yeah. this will be. Yeah. Adams' rebuttal
4: to my Sega argument. Right. So I'm going to pass a strangely Swiss cheese shaped planet from overhead, a la Toe Jam and Earl. Okay. Fair. Right into. Uh, our conversation, my rebuttal to this. So I just want to summarize what I think your argument has been thus far. (laughs) One is...
3: (laughs) I'm Michael, I'm stupid. (laughs) 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 Would have been a good move, though. Uh, um,
4: First is, Sega was cooler, right? Second was... And as a
3: follow-up to that, that being cool... Had cachet mattered in the 90s. tangibly right. then in a way that it doesn't now.
4: Um, I think it always matters. I just think that they leaned on it. what is cool it. has changed. Yeah, and they leaned on it very heavily in the nineties. Sure. Um, two is that it was more in tone with what kids want. That was an argument you kind of made, right? Like, like isn't it cool I'm to draw not this to stuff?
3: But for the sake of clarity, I think what I meant, if I didn't phrase it okay. correctly, is that the games were more specific and mysterious and therefore fired my imagination much more than Nintendo games which seemed homogenized as if a mothership was overseeing the production
4: of all of them. That's interesting. Okay. Those were the two main points I thought you made. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So now I'm going to give you some impressions that I have of Genesis. Now, I never had a Genesis. I played it at some friend's house. Um, I've played it a couple of times. I've played through a bunch of Sonics and some other games. Um, My impression of Genesis is that it is a lot of arcade ports, like a lot of arcade ports, and that it's aesthetically derivative of arcade games in a way that Nintendo is not. Um, It also leans heavily on capturing other forms of media. So, for instance, what was the name of the game that you're playing the comic book character
3: Comics Zone, Comics Incredible Zone. Incredible Genesis. It was a game. really cool game, but
4: also it's a game that's like if you like comic books, this game's about comic books.
3: Yeah, like, but also if that's you what like, it's about, if you like streets, if you like a solid like Streets of Rage, walking around, punching people game, you'll like it for that reason. Yes, you didn't have to like comics no, only, but I no, of course not. It's not just that, right? But it's definitely leaning into
4: sort of ad- adapting other media. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing that Genesis did a lot. Yes. And Nintendo doesn't really do that much. And I'm going to argue at some point in this podcast that that's because Nintendo's more original than mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Sega is. Um, but I'm going to give you those points because I think those are interesting. Um, to some degree, arguing that it has it, it meets children where they are more is kind of subjective it definitely meant you more aware you were as a kid and i would never argue against that because knowing you as a human being even as an adult you still have a sega vibe in a way that nintendo does i am very cool yeah very cool but also like you like weird uh you like weird experimental kinds of comedy movies like and sega did a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. nintendo is cbs like nintendo and and i'm not gonna I'm not saying that everything they make is boring or bland or bad, but they are dependable and everything they make is fucking good. And if it doesn't come out good, it doesn't get released. Would you say everything on CBS is fucking good? No, but it performs. You right. know what I okay, mean? Okay, okay. And it's also made for a mass audience. Yeah. Like the Nintendo is made for a mass audience. And so I'm going to I'm gonna move now past uh, the first ever second layer side scrolling backdrop of Super Mario World, right? When the 16 bits finally hit remember that they had two layers you of just backdrop be
3: clear oh that was the first game to have parallax it was right? the first time the
4: nintendo had it i'll just say that i don't know if it's the first game ever but okay yeah i don't know i yes remember now i remember vividly when i was in sixth grade be
3: like that hill moves at a different rate yeah. than it looks 3d that weird <laughs> that weird diagonal rectangle
4: it's moving different speed than the one in front of me uh and I'm going to pass that checkpoint and start talking about the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Um,
3: so wait, this is a transition? I'm transition. That was the end of the rebuttal, just yeah. to be clear. Okay. Yeah.
4: I, because I don't want to take down all of your points. I want to save that. I'm just saying these are some arguments I'm going to make against that later.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't pull out the Stone Cold Stunner right at the top. you got no. to put some things in your pocket. No. Yeah. First, I give you the middle fingers, and then I do a couple... <laughs> yeah. then I it's, do all, it. it's all about the game. Yeah, man. I do the
4: Lufes press. You know how I do it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so...
5: And it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom.
2: Please stop. Where does he get these stupid
5: jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast.
0: Oh, great. More dad jokes for me.
5: We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners. And man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, seven questions, limitless answers. Super Nintendo
4: Entertainment System, in my opinion, is the best video game console ever made. It's de- it's debatable, but oh! it's al- it's already uh, it's it's certainly in the top two or three, beyond question, in my opinion. Super Super Nintendo is, I, I would argue, a a refined, perfected version of everything that Nintendo did well in the 2D era, and they have all of their major franchises except for Smash Brothers and I think Pokémon launched effectively on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And the Super Nintendo has great versions of all of their major franchises. Super Mario World may be the best game of all time. Link to the Past, one of the top 10 games of all time. Uh the Donkey Kong Country games. S- Super Mario Kart was launched on this on this uh console. Star Fox was launched on this console, even though it's kinda clunky now when you play it. Star Fox is a little bit is a little bit ich now. But well,
3: no, it was no. cool in sixty four. I would argue Donkey Kong Country is less good than the rest. But yeah. no, I was actually just gonna say yawn, 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 yeah. Like that's the thing is none of those things fire the imagination I'm of sorry. the child in me, you're, but you're jumping in on my, on you're my right, rant. But I was gonna give you. Yeah. Star Fox is almost as cool as Sonic. Get real. Uh, get get your <laughs> get your spiny, ridiculous robot asshole out of here. Maybe I'm just a furry, dude. <laughs> Maybe I do you think are. the idea of are. a small animal shooting and flying through space is right. the epitome of cool to me. Right. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to make in a more robust way now
4: also the point that even though Nintendo franchises itself excessively and it started here that every single thing that Mario that that Nintendo made into a franchise was based around an excellent perfectly executed core gameplay mechanic that still to this day defines the genre. I include Mario Kart in that, I include Super Mario World in that, I include all the Zelda games in that. Those games, to this day, still define the genre. Um, I also would argue that, yes, perhaps it's more interesting to watch your weird slime monsters and your uh, bizarre robot uh, kidnapped animal
3: video games. We'll, oh, we'll get into specific games more. You clearly are not well-versed in Genesis I'm not as, games. I'm not as well-versed <laughs> no. as you are. But I would argue that just
4: because it's not strange... Or it's not uh, remote, like it's not always super differentiated, doesn't make the things Nintendo does and creates not imaginative. It's like your argument is like saying Disney movies aren't that creative because they all feel like Disney stuff. It's like, yeah, well, Disney stuff is the best of that genre, and then everybody else has to differentiate themselves from that genre because Disney owns it so thoroughly. That is what Nintendo
3: has done and started doing on this console. I would argue that Disney movies are not creative because they are all... Ripoffs of public domain stories. For the explicit, you mean narratively they aren't. For the explicit reason that those stories are in the public domain sure, and free to adapt. Sure, that's the laziest decision an empire has ever been built around, with the possible exception of Amazon, where the richest man right, in the world right. the only idea he had is what if you shipped it to them? Well,
4: <laughs> Nintendo, fortunately for all of us, uh, all of their IPs are mostly based on original concepts, um, even if they're playing on old tropes or whatever. Uh, Nintendo like it or not is Coca-Cola the fact that Sega Genesis is RC Cola plus maybe a little bit of Pepsi plus maybe some Sprite doesn't mean that it's good it just means that it had to compete against Coke and it had so to be dismissive. different so dismissive doesn't mean it's know, bad I'm just telling you what it is I'm just tell- you were dismissive with your oh you can draw these characters are better to draw says who people like who says you say no that's um, not good enough
3: Link's okay to draw sure I mean Star Fox is great to
4: draw With his laser gun and his, like, you know, his, like, snappy Mm, little nose. He's great. But
3: Sonic has three distinct head spikes. Wow. That's very (laughs) cool. It's just a cool shape. All right. I've heard your cool point. I mean, we can break it down to the point of, like, uh, I know a lot about animation design and there are character design reasons that Sonic is cooler looking than Star Fox or anyone you mentioned. For example, one of the main, I think, successes of... Team Fortress Classic, was that they realized that in Battle Royale games, and other games have adopted this, rather than making everyone look like a photorealistic soldier, right? they should be cartoony so that their silhouettes are easily differentiable right. at a great distance, so that when you're playing the game, you go, oh, there's an engineer. Because you don't want lag time where you're, you don't want confusion yeah. to be the feeling you're having.
4: I just want to jump in and say- Sonic follows that rule beautifully. I'm going to grant, I, I, will, I will not have a legitimate argument- against sega's stop there and creating <laughs> sega having created a more diverse set of artistic tones mm. uh but it never made a tone that was mass appeal or successful at the same level nintendo did and that started on this console cycle in my opinion again if you went through almost any single video game list of the greatest games of all time four of them would be on this console maybe more so, I'm going to let you
3: do your rebuttal now. Oh, just tell me when it's my time, man. <laughs> it's your time, buddy. <laughs> All right. In that case, I'm going to pause the game, scroll down to save, which will load a 64 character string, alphanumeric mm. string, which I then write down in order to input perfectly later to recover my saved game. And if I type one character wrong, the game is lost. God, I hated That's from that. King's Bounty. Great <laughs> Sega game. Uh, with maybe the best video game song. I do think that theme is up there with the Mario theme. Okay. The King's Bounty theme is fucking raw, I dude. I haven't
4: heard that one, so but I'm not going to argue with you about it. Um,
3: you would if you heard it because I'm sure you still feel like... You have to admit there's no way you could be unbiased about how good the Mario theme is. I don't think anybody could could
4: I. can be unbiased about how good music is because that thing is, they love,
3: but right, that is like the coke where it's like, I don't have an objective feeling about how coke tastes, it's too late now.
4: I don't know how good Star Wars opening credits music is, I just know <laughs> how I feel when I hear it. You like, know, if like, an
3: alien could figure it out, right? Objectively. It's right, like, right, no, right.
4: it's actually a lot worse than the theme from her. Oh, yeah. okay. Is oh it? okay, okay, fair enough.
3: <laughs> but as far as my rebuttal, uh, I really think. I'm realizing that this may evolve into more of a differentiation of styles, which is great because I love mm-hmm. when, in a lot of the podcast episodes, we like to think either devolve into a big philosophical uh, understanding that we didn't know we could get out of a game or an understanding about ourselves or human nature. And it is interesting that Coke and, the Coke and Pepsi analogy because it makes me wonder, because it can't have been intentional, but if there is some in mystical, in mystic. If in some mystic way, there is like, yeah, Sega existed because there are two types of people. There are people who want highly polished and produced homogeny that is at a high quality level because right. it feels comfortable, right. and they want to know what the, what's the game, what's and the game. that's most
4: people, by the way. I don't know. But but,
3: it, but, you, but numerically, that's true. I don't believe, you, I know you didn't research for this. So yeah. that is talking out of your ass. No, no, but I'm and saying say it with as crazy a type confidence, of person
4: like, take video games. You out haven't of it. run a study use on that. You don't know that. But use CBS as an example, right? What all the is? highest-rated shows on television, like, for the last like 15 years, they're all on these networks by people who like things that are, frankly, less artistic and enjoyable than but say- But by and
3: large, everyone's entertainment time is going to Netflix, which is famous sure. for v- very diverse content and investing in almost anything, even weird shit.
4: But you understand that largely what I'm saying has been true throughout history. The things that are the most watched and most viewed and most consumed items of entertainment in general are the homogenized mass main market. And I don't
3: perceive that to be true. I have found that historically the things that suddenly break the mold and make more money than anyone thought could make. It's because they stand out from the homogeneity. Star Wars was not going star by wars the book is a unique example no it's yeah. not that's always what happens andy warhol became that famous because he he's not that smart like i don't think andy Warhol's that gifted but okay. he went i'm gonna do the opposite of what everyone's doing boom that always works dude like You know what it
4: is? It's that I didn't say the words I believe in front of everything that I say. Yeah. I don't need to do that. You guys can like figure out that's my opinion. I believe That is what this podcast is. I believe that you do
3: if you're going to throw around phrases like, and the numbers bear this out. I believe they do.
4: I'm just telling you, I believe they do. I don't have them in front of me, but if I did, I bet you I would be right.
3: And I believe you believe that. I forget what I was saying about Nintendo. Yes, uh, um, but you oh, were arguing that uh, I was actually being very. There are two n- kinds of people. I was being very non-argumentative, <laughs> and trying to open it up to the idea that we could tie because each system might be more appropriate for a different type of person. Right. But yes, yeah, so I don't disagree with you that Nintendo is CBS. Yeah. But to me, and I'll end my rebuttal here. You just said the exact words I would use to attack your argument. I knew that Nintendo you would say that. Nintendo is CBS. Who likes CBS? Right. Well, I didn't say that they were, in all respects
4: CBS. I said they are CBS in as much as... I don't they like Coke crea- either. They- <laughs> Great. But they are those things in as much as they are the brand-defining mass market things, and that in large yes. part, Sega has had to and I create think- content to differentiate itself from... From Nintendo's
3: things. Yes. And I think because of that added challenge, they rise to the challenge and make more interesting things. And that might be true. And we're just talking about Genesis versus SNES. Yes, that's I'm right. not talking about the recent sad history of SNES. No, thing. no. And
4: and I'm not going to use that as an argument in this. You these, could easily. Yeah, and and that would gonna. be unfair. It'd be stupid. <laughs> um, it, it wouldn't help.
3: But because Nintendo has such ingrained franchises and those franchises are built around functionality... Again, the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, yeah. right. But even within Super Nintendo, what is... Mario Kart. You don't say, Oh, it's that one with the scene where Peach has the really impactful change of heart. Because that's not what it's about. You mean there's you no say, narrative
4: that you that you
3: I'm just saying that's not what you're remembering. Right. You're not even saying, Oh, it's that one with this really cool looking monster. You're saying it's the one where you do this. Right. Nintendo remembers true, the games and games. And I'm not setting that up as a bad thing. Right. Um, but I'm saying their entire focus is yeah, Zelda's the one that's like this, where you do these things. That's what defines their franchises. And because of that, I think the homogeneity does become
4: tiresome. Zelda is the one franchise that is the exception to what you just said. Well, but, so is the, the so Mario
3: are. in the sense that life threw them a curveball and was like, well, guess what, motherfuckers, now you got to deal with 3D. Right. And again, the challenge, I think, brought forth greater work than they had done up to that point. For sure. Well, Super Mario World is fucking dynamite. But I also those think those two games are the best in the franchise. But I do think Mario 64 was like, yeah. oh, a challenge inspired an even newer innovation yeah. that's also great. Yeah. Um whereas if you care about things like tactically what is what is it? So if like if you were a kid who played Dungeons and Dragons or magic cards, the reason you cared about Magic the Gathering over Pokémon cards was that I don't care if the Pokemon gameplay is tighter or the strategies are deeper. When I play Magic, I'm looking at beautiful artwork of fantasy shit, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about it Mm -hmm. and imagining myself being in that world. Mm -hmm. And Nintendo has nothing to feed that part of me, and Sega is all that.
4: No, wait. It doesn't have nothing to feed that. It has less. Like, you, you, you have this way of, like... It has like, none, and I have the numbers to no, back no, this no, up. No, you do not. That is insane. You have this way it of marginalizing four. the other side of your argument to a point of, like, making them into a scarecrow opponent. Yeah, it's called that a is not what this debate is. maneuver. No, it is not. It's called a fallacy. Wait, uh, it what is,
3: though? explain. When explain. you're
4: reducing the actual scope and impact and reality of the opponent in order to make them seem ineffectual because of the strength of your position and, I, and that's what's so reductive
3: about you making a blanket <laughs> statement about a game you've never played said I think it was
4: worse that's all I mean and I'm happy to live with it and I have been this whole time been living with it okay anyway let's.
3: Uh, we need to think of a co-branded Some, this,
4: these emotional sonic uh, moments I love I have
3: it. the feeling that if people click on this episode they want us to get a little heated yeah so we're, we're giving them what they give the want people what we're they giving them what they for. want <laughs> It's not fabricated, but at the same time, it's, ex- it's, uh, it's over the top. We're letting it. Yeah, we're yeah, letting yeah. the yeah, passion yeah, yeah, yeah. overtake us yeah. because that's our job as your avatars it right It sure now. is. But let me ask you this. Can mm. you think of a co-branded Nintendo Sega game style checkpoint that we they can ha- ha- both pass with our hands held? Didn't they
4: have an Olympics where they were together? <laughs> Okay, Didn't they passed the
3: Olympics. Uh, so uh, sweaty palm and sweaty palm, we pass. <laughs> we march through we, the game. We on. march grimly through the past the starting gun yeah. of Sonic versus Nintendo Olympics. Me as Sonic, you as Mario. Yeah. both of us just looking at each other like with grim sadness. We got to do this, really.
4: how, how is Sonic? They not... promised
3: us a shoebox full of
4: twenties. I guess we got it. <laughs> how is Sonic not part of uh, Smash Brothers? By the way,
3: he is. Is Sonic is play, playable play in his? Smash Brothers Ultimate, the new one. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm excited about Dynamite. that. I didn't know uh, that. I'm pretty sure he was in the Wii U one as well. I didn't know that. I skipped Wii U, so I'm not yeah, positive, but I'm fairly certain he oh, was. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited about that. Okay, cool. He's good, and, I mean, we'll do a whole episode, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mega Man is super fun. I haven't played the new and one much yet. Pac-Man is really fun to play as, Okay, too, that's <laughs> great. Yeah.
4: Okay, so let me let me lay out a couple of my bigger guns now. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I just want and there are oh, questions for you. He's taking his shirt off, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> and I have raging biceps. Welcome None of to you have gun seen the show. It. So uh the first one is list for me the three or four most memorable Sega mascots.
3: That's I mean you're walking me into a like but, an but area that me. you know you'll win at, so I'm gonna but say that's I, how this works. I see what you're doing. Yeah, but, but I'm ahead. happy to go ahead. I'm happy to take the blow. Sure. Um, Sonic, the end. Sonic, who else? No, that's the end. It, as far as things that pierce the cultural zeitgeist, that's it. There's characters from the Sega Pantheon I care about. Sure. But I would not argue they ever reached a level on par with Sonic or Mario. Why not? Whereas from the Nintendo verse Other mascots have reached Mario's level. Yeah. Not Mario's level. Donkey Kong's a few steps below, but I would argue Samus. Link and Samus, Star Fox is also second tier, but like it feels it feels like an ensemble cast of a bunch of characters that are all very famous. Like the Star Wars universe. Right. Um the Sega universe, it's the Sonic cast and that's it. But it's not the Sonic cast, it's Sonic People know Tails. And Tails. Yeah. And Doctor Robotnik, but that's the extent of it. I don't you know usually, if they all know him, but sure. I would say when you shout Sonic to people on the street, as I often do. Yeah, um, they're like Robotnik! They'll say, "Yeah, Sonic Robotnik hey, Sonic Robotnik, Chaos Emeralds." Those are the things they're Chaos remember. Emeralds. <laughs> yeah. Interesting.
4: Okay. Um, so here's my here's what I think that means, and I'm happy to hear you rebut it. One is your your first point was that Sega was cooler. Now to be cool means that. You have to have captured a sense of cultural importance and significance, right? Like that's what being cool means. When the argument is that Sega was cooler, then the fact that it doesn't have any lasting mascots sort of undermines that point. You're now minimizing
3: my argument, which you already fully elucidated, so I know you're doing it in an underhanded (laughs) way. It was not that it's cooler alone it was that, that was one of your points it was more mysterious and engaging in a way that fires the imagination what of is, a child okay but then that's the second and point. that's more important than being cool the mysterious so i'm, I'll say I'm that. happy to grant sure. that
4: this is true certainly in your case mm-hmm. but the other point you just made that it's more it, it it's it uh, created more imagination so if that was true why didn't the characters
3: inspire more memorability at obviously because of the sheer fact that Nintendo still exists and Sega doesn't and they made the most money it's only repetition so i would argue that people remember know. people remember han that. solo because of his traits right people remember link literally because they've seen him every 2 years on packaging and advertisements for 20 years. There's no other reason. He has no compelling traits. I mean, first of all, you don't have data about that. That's just your opinion. That is my right? opinion. Right, that's your opinion. Yeah.
4: So, But second of all, I don't think that that actually correlates to how memorable things happen.
3: But my point is, fine. The you know, like, Coke I, don't, I don't think that's actually true. But I, the Coke logo famous, so I don't see what that grants in, in terms of... Firing the imagination. Yes, people remember Mario because there's been 45 Mario Brothers games. That doesn't make Mario a well-conceived, well-designed character that fires the imagination. But I would say you can That doesn't make me want to see, wow, the universe is so rich, I want to see a bunch of stories in the Mario universe. No one's saying that. But see, the problem is that what you're suggesting is, well, because there's
4: 45 Mario's, we remember him. But the fact is, we couldn't have 45 Mario's if we didn't already care about him. Like you, what you, what you're I doing you're is setting this... up a false narrative in which, yeah, Nintendo just sort of suckered a bunch of people into liking their video games because they're well designed, fun toys, not because they're imaginative or interesting or good, and then. Uh, people that just kept buying them and then because of that everybody remembers them. No,
3: I don't think so. I didn't say they're not good. I said they're not imaginative or interesting. And I would say they <laughs> might, I, I don't think you can prove that and I think you could You could make well, a very compelling
4: argument that no the opposite is true. No one can prove whether something's interesting no, or not. No, but I would say your argument is not compelling because the fact of the memorability of all these characters
3: also suggests that it inspired imaginations more than it suggests the opposite. Uh, what I'll grant is the reason nintendo still exists is they have a much smarter business strategy that's a lot more conservative and that usually wins out in this world yeah that does not mean the art is better in my opinion in fact it usually means your art is less interesting are
4: we just arguing about when you say art you mean uh what do you mean by that define that a little bit more and
3: i think that's why it boils down to just being different it's funny because when it comes to filmmaking yeah i'm a hardcore formalist right. i am much more interested in the nuts and bolts of what the director was thinking when they made it right video games on the opposite yeah weirdly even though that is weird actually. video games are games so they're based on sets of rules and interactivity In video games, I'm much more looking to simply be immersed in a story that fires my imagination, which I've decided is the slogan that I'm running with on this this pro-Sega Genesis platform. And I'm okay with that. Is that Nintendo, including the SNES, only fires my imagination when I recognize the intense level of scrupulous thought and design and math that went into... Tightening all the nuts and bolts, making it perfect, and making the screen, like you said, scroll in parallax for the first time, and Mario jumps perfectly, and the game has more functionality than any platformer up to that point has ever had. Right. Uh, and it's fun, more fun to
4: play than most pla- – like just the, fl- like the way it feels. It's more fun to play with yeah.
3: in the toyetic way, but yeah. to me it is not an evocative world to be in. I'm playing it because it's so fun. I'm never lost in the game. I'm always mm-hmm. – and this is true most Nintendo games. And I, I don't think it's a fault because I don't think they want me to be. Yeah. Although – Recently, they've been doing a cool thing where they get you lost in just the general tone of the world, like Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But back in these days, which we're rigidly sticking to, I feel that their first foot forward is and always was for SNES, gameplay, gameplay forward. And the mere fact that, yeah, I remember Donkey Kong doesn't make him a good mascot because I remember he exists. Okay. And if you ask me what Sega mascots made an impression upon me as pieces of art— well Rye star uh decappy head right right uh, uh the kid from i don't think he has a name kid, kid chameleon, chameleon. Well, he doesn't have a name he's just called kid chameleon he looks like a what's he, he looks what's like, he a Troy. To be, like a supposed
4: <laughs> sure does he's a kid who gets sucked into like a video jean game
3: jacket is he, he like an 80 like a james d he's Dean just rip-off, like a kind of? cool kid with a yeah. white shirt with yeah, a yeah, cigar yeah. I so think, a cigarette pack rolled in the sleeve kind of the deal. I think that game is actually like underrated. I, like, I think that game's really good, especially considering that it has 99 levels. It's just yeah. I was able to get more hours of gameplay out of that game than any other game yeah. of that generation. I like that game a lot. Um, okay, so and and you've you've heroically
4: battled back on this on this, and that's fine, and I'm fine with that. Uh, I think I can agree that when I played the slate of Sega Genesis games with you, the thing I kept saying over and over was like, wow, this is like, uh, this is a really diverse palette of
3: games. Yes. And it, and it is. And I, and I, and what it boils down to, there, that there is, is, my, is not that on Super that's Nintendo my primary that's, argument. Yeah. And that's why I realized that we may be arriving at a place where as all debates do, oh, they're qualitatively different. There's right. no way to choose a perfect winner.
4: Well, I want to make a couple other arguments and see how you feel about them. So one of them is Nintendo actually in this generation won at RPGs. It has the most memorable RPGs, I would argue, and, and is, is the that most something the best I ones. give a shit about. I think you should because of how much you care about story. I think like, you, you're Sony pretty passionate has the, about story and yeah. but in this generation,
3: PS1 had all are RPGs.
4: I would say that might be a little later, that generation. I don't know if that's the same generation. because okay. it want come out like five, six years later? I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's like, or it's sort of in between generations maybe. I don't know. I'm not willing to compare them right now. That's surprising but, coming from you. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm, I'm just like, because <laughs> I don't know enough. I'm like, mm. but comparing Genesis and, and Super Nintendo, it's strange that for you, mm-hmm. a person who I think enjoys RPGs more than I do, that you didn't connect to Super Nintendo cuz they have some a, really good ones. A
3: bit of a false perception though only because RPG is still far from my favorite genre of game. Mine too, but I but It's not at the bottom but it's far from the yeah. top. Uh also, and I believe it was for the SNES and see, I'm f- I'm a fair man. <laughs> I know you're Super fair. Super Mario RPG. You love that game. You love. Blows it. Blows my mind. Yeah, you love and that back game. Back in the day, it blew my mind. Yeah, but it also has Final Fantasy
4: three that I don't. I don't know if that was on Era. Sega. Uh, it has. Uh, it has that the game with Ness. What's the name of that game? I just lost Earthbound. Earthbound. That's a huge RPG that people love. Uh, it's got like a, f- a couple, like a few, like wow, that's like an all-time classic game.
3: But did it have Chester Cheetah too cool to fool? See now cuz he was cool.
4: so, Now, but wait a minute cuz like that's also, the, that's the kind of thing Hold on you so know the, the 7 kind up thing spot that, Yeah I know that, head his head his game. I that game He had his own Sega game where he was so cool But see doesn't that make you in hindsight pretty frustrated that Sega was like using brands and stuff to sell games that way? Cuz yes. to me that is really an uh, uh an argument against Genesis.
3: I'm actually s- fainting to okay. set up my coup de grâce oh, argument ready against you. I'm excited about it. Which is that I do agree That success over long periods can be used as a metric of whether something is good. Let's, I won't even say good. Because worthwhile. I believe in natural selection doesn't have an agenda, so to speak. So let's just say suited to its purpose, like okay. achieving its goal emphatically. Like in the platonic sense of it? Like right. the, the form of the like game or whatever? Of what it was trying yeah. to do, it succeeded yeah, the yeah. most. Yeah. Um, I think that's the most we can ever say about art is- I think that's right. I think I know what it was going for and they did it. And they achieved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They achieved it. Um, but I would argue that a highly mitigating factor is the string. Of absolutely terrible business decisions Sega as a company made yeah. from day one. You pointed it out, and it's absolutely true, that they were loyalist to the...
4: Arcades. Arcades. Yeah.
3: They still own so many licenses on arcade franchises that they really were dedicated to the idea of porting arcade games to the home. They probably thought they were going to get
4: a lot of uh, crossover gamers from that, that Nintendo wouldn't. Right.
3: And, That's and then what they arcades believed. died, as right. we all know, right. and... They did some very interesting things in the end when they were desperate. For example, I do think this is, deserves mentioning. Sega Genesis has to be the oldest system that has this, although I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. There was a thing you could pay $9.99 a month. I got it for Christmas for one year. Oh, yeah, this
4: was amazing. Sega yeah, TV. Yeah. And yeah, on yeah, a, that was a good idea. On
3: a dial-up modem, you could download any Sega game for 24 hours, play it for free, and then it would delete off your system. You'd so have to download good. it again or download a different one. And that was like I, I It's like movie way pass. Ahead of its time. It was yeah. movie pass. I mean, it's PS now or whatever, but
4: but it's movie pass in the sense that yeah, good idea. That holy shit, that yeah. did it not work?
3: But yeah. here's the thing: in prepping for this, all we really did, full disclosure to the audience, is spend our whole lives playing this game, these games, right? But also look up the list of all the games released, right? right. That's something you would do. I have it on my yeah. phone right now for Genesis, and something I noticed is. If I tab over to Genesis exclusives, yeah. the list diminishes by probably 90%. That's probably true in Nintendo, too. It's less true. It's less I true. tried it as a test. It's much less true. Right. Genesis, and in fact, take this into account, no Sonic game is exclusive to the Genesis. Not anymore. It was when it, it came out. It was during the generation. I think you have to call it But it that. was repackaged very sooner than you'd think. Yeah, but it's to make money. Like It's like, yeah, because they are failing. And I think Sega, because they took a failing strategy from the beginning by betting on the arcade, continuously had to take short-sighted choices right. to cash in quickly, right. which completely diluted the power of their world until they are now the lesser blah, blah, blah. But my point being, the reason I actually think that's a pro-Genesis argument is that... I do think Nintendo... They tried shit? I think Nintendo, in part, succeeded to the degree that it has because Sega fucked up. And I'm not saying Nintendo I'm sure that's fucked true. up, yeah. but their opponent... It's like if Coke and Pepsi were equally popular and then Pepsi really made some bad moves. You wouldn't necessarily be like, Coke is so amazing they won the war. You'd be like, ah, Pepsi's lost. They just fucked up. I don't
4: know that they were ever on equal footing in terms of popularity. Like I'm I don't not, I'm either. not sure if that's true. Right. I would. So I, I want to make some points against Nintendo that are equally damning, but I want to say this one last thing about the Genesis. Genesis was always uh, about exploiting its, itself for finances. And like I think the best example of that is... Is how many Sonic games it made in a five-year period of time? And Nintel- made like yes. six, and it's so not, many.
3: You think they made a lot once they started going downhill? No, they were, they were always, always pumping one out every six yes. months. Whereas Nintendo very clearly decided, and you can find interviews with the head honchos and the founders, and they right. feel this way: like, no, we are building like. A compound that will produce a legacy that is meant to continue far into the future. Right. They went into it thinking that.
4: And and they're a company who saved enough money to operate at a loss for 50 years. Like that's the kind of company they are. Right. They so think they can like still that. take
3: gameplay risks. Yes. They They still seem to shy away from story risks, but they go big with gameplay risks. They don't tell that many stories. I know this is not the debate to have, but I just want to give your side points. Like, the one truly impressive thing is to be a company with so much money on the line and still just be like, Fuck it, motion controls. Next one. Fuck it, uh, you stand on a board. Next one. Fuck it. It's like a little thing that switches to different controls. I really admire
4: that. I I like that Nintendo has stayed interested in what is the form, yeah, and how can it advance. They're formless. I don't want to. I, I don't want to minimize the fact that Sega also had a lot of innovations like that. They just never played out the same.
3: Like oh the Dreamcast was a really innovative system. And we'll get to that episode yeah, soon day beautiful day. But I'll tell you there there was a Sega ring of lasers yeah. you were put around. I remember that. It didn't work, but it Garbage. was a good idea. But it was a good idea. But it's only a good idea if you've tested if in it the works. factory and right. realized that it works at all. Right. It didn't work at all. Right? It was like a break your heart on Christmas morning. Mm. Broken a piece of equipment. That's sad. It was terrible. Uh,
4: so let me let me make another a couple of counterpoints against Nintendo. Oh. So one of them is Nintendo got. <laughs> now a, we're repairing our relationship. No, in the no, I, I just think we're we're being reasonable, honest, sure. Yeah. So Nintendo got away with exploiting its own properties by creating new kinds of games where they didn't risk creating new characters. That's what Nintendo did. They're like, we're only going to use this little cast and we're going to make pretty basic, simple games that are kind of, a lot of them are demos, really. And people uh, are going to buy them because Mario's in them. Like Mario Kart is not a robust game. The first one, it's like really fun. But it's they're just like But look, it's a pretty simple game. You want more? Yeah. Because the next one would obviously exactly. be more polished. Exactly. But it would be like this. Right. Because yeah. like when you go back and play the greatest hits of Super Nintendo, some of those games are like wow. Like like Link to the Past is wow. Yeah. And Super, Mario, Super World Mario World is wow. Super Mario
3: World will always stand out as being like 12 years ahead of its time. Like it shouldn't have been allowed to come out yet. It was too advanced. Really, (laughs) really good.
4: But then again, Mario Kart.
3: (laughs) Star Fox. uh, Star Fox is just a basic uh, like, hey, what if we had a flying franchise? Anything there? They tried it. It's really light. It's not great. It's a tepid Uh, step in that direction.
4: It's so clunky you can barely play it now.
3: But their strength as business people is from day one, you can tell that they said, and Star Fox is Nintendo, and Donkey Kong is Nintendo. These are our exclusive properties. We will be making money off of Star Fox for 100 years. And someone went, really, this tech demo? I don't really see it. And they're like, no, trust us. We will grow it. Do not let go of that property. That is an exclusive. And I think Sega really fucked up looking at like Wikipedia lists and dates and stuff even before they lost the console war because they had four more consoles to go before they'd give up. Which is a lot of shots. They Even before, like so like between Genesis and Sega CD, they were already selling their core characters to other platforms. Because they like, had to. Yeah. oh, Jaguar, do you want Sonic? We can work something out. And I just think they were short-sighted. They did not, they were not like... These five characters are Sega. And
4: people have been arguing for decades that Nintendo is eventually going to become a software company like Sega did. And it's like nope. And they they're never going to let it
3: happen. Like, and they were smart in the and, long run. I
4: mean, they yeah. have su- they've bet on themselves and succeeded. So I I want to ask a couple other questions for you. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I guess I am coming from a place where I assume people are more familiar with Nintendo stuff. Mm-hmm. That might not be true, but like, what are in your mind? three or four of the most memorable games from Genesis. For SNES? for, for, Genesis. No, for Genesis.
3: Okay, I did, uh, before we ended, I wanted to go through and just talk yeah. about our favorite Which games. Which are the ones that, well, but I want to hear what your favorites
4: are, but I also want to hear what you think, m- like legacy-wise, a lot of people connected to.
3: Uh, for reasons of innovation in the medium, or I had a soft spot for it when I was a kid. Because those are different. Or
4: option C, they mattered to a lot of people. Is there any See, of those?
3: Yeah, that's another way in which they're different is you seem to I think th- popularity I is compelling evidence, and I don't care about popularity. Yeah, but it isn't not
4: evidence. It's not totally dismissible.
3: It is to me in the sense that I believe that if I interact with a piece of art, the impact it has on me is neither reduced or improved by whether anyone else likes it or not. I agree
4: with that. It doesn't need to be
3: popular to be incredibly good powerful art. But we are debating
4: the merits of a console in history, and we're not debating them on just which one do we like more, because that's Pointless. But
3: we're not just debating sales or we could just Google sales. But it's you know not what I mean? just
4: sales. I think you can you can make it in a, like popularity in terms of zeitgeist or in terms of sure. critical approval or like it, just any metric you want to use to capture that. Okay. I
3: just want to hear if you have what that is to you. I do. Yeah. I, I want to say first off, I'm not 100% on which of these are Genesis exclusives. Okay. Especially because like you said, the list has changed retroactively because- Obviously Sonic One was a Genesis exclusive, but it's sure. not listed as an exclusive now because you can get it fucking anywhere. But That's it was exclusive it at was. the time. Ton- yeah. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying the lists are hard to differentiate in that okay. way. So I'm gonna list things that I associate with Genesis. Yeah. Please tell me oh no, that was on NES. You know I will if I remember if it. you remember. Yeah. And people in the comments, feel free to correct me. Um King's Bounty was a huge one. Yeah, we played a little bit of that, you It's and a I. procedurally generated, top-down right. RPG that's very complex, and you can pour many hours into it. It has light RTS elements, yeah. which to me at the time was very innovative. I thought it was really creative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, flashback in Another World, or Out of This World, it was re-released as, which is uh, the first thing I ever saw that was cel-shaded in design, yeah. and it was... By the same company because they have a very specific animation style um, was a very just like awesome mysterious dialogueless sci-fi platformer very haunting and it, disturbing. It feels like Sega had a lot of games
4: that would be equivalent to or would later be those early PC games. You know what I mean? Where you would flashback like, was yeah. I played a lot on early PC yeah, 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 after yeah. Genesis. died. it yeah. feels like Genesis had the early like edge into that. Altered, like Nintendo didn't really yeah. do that as much.
3: Everyone liked Altered Beast. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I, I, it was just a—it f- was a successful arcade game. Everybody so remembers it. Everyone likes it because it yeah. was a fun arcade game. Yeah. It was really just a hit port. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Out of This World is a big one. Did you guys have Street Fighter Two?
4: Was that on your platform? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because if you didn't, then you got clobbered pretty hard.
3: Because um, that, that was the although biggest the fighting game. games on Genesis did suck. There was Balls and Clay Fighter, which were Clay b- Fighters on Nintendo too. Clay Fighter was a crude attempt to make a stop motion video game and it sucked and Balls was yeah. a crude attempt to make a f- truly 3D game but right. the fighters were just balls literally like, spheres uh, and they tried to bummer. give them different like this sphere has polka dots and her name is Dot and she has special moves related to dots and it didn't work like yeah. literally this like is the, the idea. most CG we can do yeah. so let's do something
4: they they do try things I, Balls I like 3D that.
3: Uh, they did have a platformer with a true 3D character named Vector Man that well, was yeah, popular and good. Yeah, we played that. And you and I.
4: I. I do I remember this correctly, and I'm not trying to. Did be a SNES
3: dick. have Battletoads? I think it did. Okay, because that was a kick-ass arcade port uh, as well.
4: I remember for some reason Street Fighter II being substantially worse on the Genesis. It is.
3: Why is it worse? Uh, what I happened believe there for the time? I do think that SNES is a stronger, just better I think hardware? the insides are better. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, did you guys have? Eternal Champions. I don't remember. That was a very excellent Genesis fighting game. Okay. With an incredibly rich backstory that, like, really appealed to a kid. Because it was uh, fighters from alternate, infinite, alternate timelines and dimensions are brought. So it was anything. There was, like, a cyborg dude. There was a Dick Tracy motherfucker from the 20s. It was really cool.
4: I can tell you that when we played the collection together, these are the games that stood out to me. Um, Uh The Sonic ones, obviously, but. Uh, I thought Kid Chameleon stood out. Kid a lot. Chameleon's
3: up there for me. I thought that
4: uh, Gunstar
3: Heroes is. Excellent. I thought that stood
4: out. I thought the wh- the Comic Zone one. I thought that stood out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how popular that was, but I did not think Star stood out. Comic and
3: Zone was fairly popular. Yeah. Star was nothing. Yeah, that didn't
4: seem that important to me. Decap Attack, I liked, but it, no one knows it. Okay, fair enough. Um, that didn't seem like a memorable one for me. But like you said, I altered like beast. Weird shit. I remembered.
3: I like golden uh, axe
4: you guys had golden axe
3: yes again a lot of these are just classic arcade right. ports not that I mean Genesis made them they were right. Genesis arcade boxes but right. then they just ported them to the Genesis yeah that's interesting uh, Genesis also willing to go so much darker they were because yes. they'll take anyone's bloodier money. and yeah so like something that an intent that the snes could never give me is i'm 14 i feel old enough right. to deal with some blood and right. shit and they won't give it to me so like sega had games like chaka and the forever man yeah where you're death and you go with your scythe to different times and reap people and right it's f- and in between you're in like death limbo or fatal rewind where you're a Robot dog. It's literally the plot of that Black Mirror episode. You're a robot dog in the f- in the future where no hum- where only few humans exist, and you awaken, and all you know is to kill things. You do. I do kind of wonder sometimes if Super Nintendo
4: had had a segment of it that was the equivalent of what Touchstone <laughs> used to be for Disney. If you they could have split
3: it off. If they had done been that, like Nintendo Red Band. <laughs> they
4: might. Yeah, they might honestly have be the only thing in video games. Because it's like the, they it, might be that. It's the you know? it's
3: kind of the only space they left for other. They're like other people can fill that space. And we now it's so important. You. Now it's like gaming the for biggest adults. Thing, yeah. I that's very interesting. You to and, me. I and I spent way more time talking about that. I didn't think about it consciously, but Nintendo's one big thing they didn't foresee forty years ago, or didn't
4: want to be in, be a part yeah. of.
3: But I do think is that. All the gamers will one day grow up and want adult games. Yeah, they ch- they abdicated being a part of that. And they were ways. like,
4: "You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna grow out of video games. This is always gonna be for kids. for kids."
3: And e- whether that either they thought that and they were wrong, or they consciously decided not to, whatever. I think they might have been wrong, because what company turns down thing, the opportunity, and it would have been a hard thing to predict sixty years ago. Um, well,
4: sixty. I mean, but video games. Did are you only guys 40 have Starflight? I don't think so.
3: Starflight. Was No Man's Sky. Oh. Like, there's nothing in No Man's Sky that wasn't already invented by Starflight. Right. Including you the and I fact talked about this. That every time you loaded it, the universe was completely different. Yeah, yeah. And so large, you could never fully explore it. And this game was on the Genesis. I want to take one step back, because uh, I feel like you've named a bunch of games now. I, I, I want but before we finish, there's a few more I, okay, got, but I, but take, I can save it. I want to take one step <laughs> back
4: and say, like, hearing you describe these games because I didn't know a lot of these games and I haven't played a lot of them. They are all like what a cool idea and then you like why didn't it work because they never made the version of it that that struck that like that hit the public imagination mm-hmm. for one reason or the other. And yet you have always been the kind of person that found that shit. You find it in video games, you find it on the internet, you find it in comic books, you find it in movies. Like, every time you and I have a conversation about, have you seen this thing and it's some weird boutique thing, have I ever seen it? Mm -hmm. Never. I've never seen it. Because, like, I'm the person that, like... (laughs) You've seen Eraserhead, though. I love Eraserhead. I own Eraserhead. But, like, in in general, like, my tastes are more mainstream, I think.
3: Do you think you would have seen Eraserhead if not for film school?
4: I saw Eraserhead in, like, 2001. Way before film school. Okay.
3: So you there was something in you that made you want to see oh, no. a really weird movie. I love weird movies. Yeah. But yeah.
4: I and, and always had a weird taste
3: for like actual mainstream. But like Did Nintendo have mutant league sports? I don't think so. That was really fun on Genesis. Mutant league hockey football was baseball.
4: Flatterhouse a sixteen bit game?
3: I believe it was. I don't think we had that. I think you did. Okay. Well, is a big one. Finish your thought and then I have two games to bring up I'm that just I saying, think like, finish my argument. The the
4: personality type because like your resistance toward mm-hmm. does popularity matter is like not just a difficulty that you like not just a thing that is a way of winning your argument it's like kind of who you are Oh, it is as a human being because if like, popularity
3: yeah. matters I am a failure in yes, life same <laughs> I have to believe that the small fan base we've gathered around us is responding to something real in our work that's good because um, if I just went well, so-and-so gets 10 times as many hits on their shit. They're 10 times as good as me. Right. That would and not that's be not a true. way to live. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. and that's not true.
4: I mean, you and I being in the internet business, I mean, you and I have both made things that we loved, mm-hmm. in fact, together sometimes, that never performed. That, like they just never reached the same audience that no matter said, how and after many hours, hours did no matter or, how
3: many halloweens i retweet who fucked this pumpkin it I won't get as one. many views as i think it deserves right.
4: <laughs> well i remember uh i mean i remember a video you and abe made called uh, man versus mountain and i don't know what we actually titled it on the site but i remember uh, if
3: michael if you want to look it up it's site title was if michael bay made a documentary which okay. is a terribly misleading like title tell, for yeah. what it is. Yeah.
4: So that is one of my favorite things that we ever made it cracked, and people probably haven't seen it. It's partly just because of the connection to the people that made it, but also I just think it's really funny. You just like watching me eat dirt. <laughs> <laughs> See, he laughs. Yeah, but isn't that wasn't that the point of you doing it? That's why like, I chose and to and do it. And I did it. laugh. Yeah, so it I works. Guess I'm happy. So it works. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and I, like Pride and
3: Prejudice in Space, that's one you and I made together. Yes. And I don't think people Sight, ever- title if characters knew that they were in fictional books. Some If you search yeah. that, you'll find it. You and I, that was like the second video you and I ever made together. Mm-hmm. The first and being Last Hitler Stash. Yeah, Last, yeah, last Hitler Stash. <laughs> uh,
4: the second video you and I ever made together. I loved that video. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw it. So like, that's- those are points in your favor.
3: Uh, much love to the people listening who saw it, because there's certainly people listening to this who have seen it. Certainly. But yeah.
4: But the point being like, you're right. I know
3: what you mean. Yeah, you're right. No that one's like, not on the level of whatever PewDiePie shits out every morning. Millions of people. So again, I can't just right. say, well, PewDiePie's coke and he's good because he has a million, million, million. Right. No, he sucks. Like, I can still watch his video and go, it's not good, though. It's but, bad. But in your heart, <laughs> but it, but like, so now I'm going
4: to ask you honestly. Is there a Genesis game that's as good as Super Mario World?
3: Yes, that's then what there's to bring up. I'm, I'm Are have... ready
4: for this cuz I I will have a hard time But with first that. I
3: just want to know some things if it's okay. Of course. Uh, about crossover. Did you guys have the Road Rash franchise? I think we might have. I don't remember. Do you have this... I don't I don't have the internet in front of me because it's sure.
4: redacted. No, no, no. But... I just
3: want to know if you remember. You don't need to yeah, people don't hold him to this like he's looking it up. Did you guys have the Shadow Run game, which was a very deep RPG, cyberpunk RPG? It was fucking awesome. I don't think we did. No. Shadow Run was then that stands out to me. Uh, did you? Speaking of RPGs, did you have the Shining in the Darkness series? Those were excellent. Nope. Bart's Nightmare or Bart versus the Space Mutants? I think you guys had the
4: Simpsons exclusivity for a while. The,
3: those two, especially Bart's Nightmare, was fucking awesome. Soldies? I, dude,
4: I don't. I mean, I don't. Honestly, you can look it up better than I can because I'm not getting internet. I don't know. Uh, This is the only page I can have
3: open. Okay, sorry. Super Smash TV, the arcade game that's incredibly violent and bloody where you're overhead and you go shoot. So so I think something I arrived at that didn't even occur to me when we were leading up to this episode is their ability to have violence in games, even though I'm not someone who's a glutton for violence. Actually, is a bigger card than I thought in Sega Genesis's hand. I this, thought that was always one of their sales pitches. It didn't occur to me, yeah. but it does now, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. That is a cool Nintendo thing. Nintendo kind of always left that flank
4: open. Yeah. They were kind of always like, look, if you want to do, you know, well, like like, Mortal, I, Mortal Kombat, you can do that.
3: You I know, didn't like, know Toe Jam and Earl is so funky and weird, for lack of a better word. Yeah. I assumed it was a Genesis exclusive, but apparently that was on SNES. I didn't know that. Really? When is, did it make
4: its? I thought it was an exclusive.
3: Oh, but earlier in this episode, you used Toe Jam and Earl as your save. I use point. it as a your save a save point no, to you talk were, about Genesis. You were supposed to be doing Nintendo. Oh, brand. I apologize. Oh, no, no. I that's used what it, confused me. Okay, I that's used fine. it as a that's checkpoint fine. That's that's fine. to talk fine. about Genesis. So there's two I'll bring up. One you'll laugh off, and I I love you, so I hope you get a good laugh off of it. Okay, <laughs> um, but I think, and I'm not okay. I think you phrased the question in a way that is asking for the answer you want, and I can give that to you if you that want. Is, that is what Adam does. Because I don't know what better or good means in that context. So sure, that Super you Mario like better World or think better. Is better. Okay, so no, because it's not as fun to play. But I don't know that being fun to play is what a video game is, the only task it has. Right. But there is one I think wins on all fronts. So first Ooh. one I'll bring up, which I think is the epitome of – I just think it sums up everything we've been talking about. It is the other notable Sega mascot that they tried to make a mascot even though it failed. Echo the Dolphin. Yeah, it goes f- fun. The amount of gaming innovation and the sheer weirdness yeah. and the disturbing, haunting melancholy of that game and the way that in Act 3 suddenly you're in space fighting aliens as a dolphin and you have to navigate through bubbles of water, like jump from one right. to the next in s- space, and that you use echolocation to access the world map and shit endlessly innovative and endlessly weird. Like, why did you make this a game in the way that is the epitome of what appeals to me about Sega? Okay. So then the other game, I think that makes sense. I don't
4: agree with you, but I think it makes sense.
3: Again, I didn't say it's better than Super Mario world. No, no. I said it epitomizes what I've been saying this whole episode. I think it does. What I like about. I agree with that. And then you'll still disagree and that's fine. But a game I genuinely find more fun to play than super Mario world that is also infinitely better looking, and evocative, and just detailed and cool and imaginative. Earthworm Jim, Earthworm. That was also on Super Nintendo. Damn it! Then that, then you win because yeah. I really think, as I was saying, Sega's big weakness is. It had exclusives. Earthworm Jim was I love made by game. Sega programmers. Yeah. So they must have allowed it to be ported. Yeah. And I think they're fools for not holding on to their IPs that in was the way Nintendo game. has. And Sega owned it. And at the beginning it says Sega. Yeah. So they must have allowed it to get ported because they wanted the money. And I think that's why Sega died, ultimately. I haven't
4: done the research on the history of Earthworm Jim, but I remember playing it on so the Nintendo. So you win.
3: Because Earthworm Jim's probably my best volley. Because it's so weird. Huh. You know that could never be on Nintendo unless they just port it over. But the fact that they allowed it to be ported I'm is... i pretty sure. I turn to Sega and go like, see? There's your problem. That's where you fucked up. Yeah, Is Nintendo's over here going, no, you can't have Mario. We're doing something with Mario. Of course you can. We have, have a Mario. plan right. for Mario. Right. And Sega's like, you, you want Ultra Beast? Fine. Yeah. You want Sonic in your Mario game? Fine. Yeah, yeah. That really that killed sucks. him. It really yeah. killed him. Yeah. That sucks. But in the end, I would say, uh, you know what we think, and there, and it's based on like, yeah, it depends what you personally think about. Coke versus Pepsi, popularity right, right. versus being indie and knowing the cool underground thing. You know, everyone has to have different. I haven't totally priorities. conceded
4: those categories to you, That's but fine. I, I actually I want to I want to have this conversation one last way. And that is um, assume that I'm a kid and I like Nintendo. I play and enjoy Nintendo games. Tell me why I would want to if I could only have one game system, sell my Super Nintendo to buy a Genesis.
3: If you're a kid, yeah. for me, this argument would work on me immediately, right. but I understand if you weren't that kind of kid. Well, that's what I'm saying. Pitch it to a different kid. It would be, Yeah, you know, what are you doing? You're just jumping around? Everything's so bright. This looks like Teletubbies or something. You know, I got this Sega game where I play the Grim Reaper and I go back in time to kill George Washington so more to change adult the stuff. future. More adults. Not only adult, but it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, who are you? I'm a middle-aged plumber. Did you know there's a Sega game where you play as a dolphin who goes to space? Yeah. I, and as a kid, I would have gone. That does sound more interesting than this. So, Because there's a cohesive elevator pitch. Whereas the elevator pitch for, as I say when Nintendo games, is what you do in it. The elevator pitch for Mario is, it's a very tight plat- 2D uh-huh. platformer. The elevator pitch for Echo the Dolphin is... Imagine a dolphin who suddenly becomes sentient because of alien interference and has to travel to space to fight an invasion. It's not about what you do. It's about, what a cool idea. <laughs> see, see, now,
4: I just want to make one other, and this this might seem snide to you, and I don't mean it to be. I think the elevator pitch for every Nintendo game is you hand a kid a controller and let them play it. Mm-hmm. And they're, they instantly connect to it. I think, and this is just my opinion, that the pitch for Genesis is largely "what a cool idea."
3: I actually agree. Yeah, and no, I think what a cool
4: is... what a cool idea is one level of immediacy abstraction that not everybody makes. Some had, people do. I'll you say did. this:
3: I had both systems and I played them about the same amount. Oh, I, that's for some I've known. SNES I heard that. is fun to play. Oh, okay, the only thing my friends and I would talk about are the plot elements and characters from really? Sega games. Now that's interesting. Because what are you going to say Right, about... you're not going to talk about it. Yeah, you're right. We, Because my friends and I did what we called adventure stories, where we'd spend all of basically playing D&D without dice and paper. Someone would go, okay, I'm the story master, this is happening, right. and you're Earthworm Jim. Right. What do you do next? If I brought some weak-ass Mar- If I said, you're Mario and there's a platform, and they said, well, I jump, and I hit the brick, and then I pick up the coin... That's hella boring. But yeah. if you say, you're chocking the restless soul and you must reap a thousand souls to return to your flesh body, which period of time do you want to go reaping in? That really gets a kid going, oh, which period of time do I want to reap does, in? It like does, lo- <laughs> like
4: as a logline for kids, Yeah.
3: every Sega
4: game sounds cool as a logline. <laughs> yeah. It does. I'm not dismissing that. Sometimes to that. a
3: fault. It's like all they focused on.
4: I would argue, yes, I would argue that the actual experience of playing those games largely benefits Nintendo. Not yes. exclusively, no, but largely. Largely. Echo yeah. the
3: Dolphins clunky to control. Right. The how enraptured you are of the idea has to fuel you through to the end of the game. Right. Because you're like, I want to see what they do with this weird story. And that that was so funny. Whereas the, Super Mario World is a joy to it's like effortlessly delightful to play.
4: I've played through Super Mario World at age Twelve or whatever age I was when it came out, mm. and at age thirty-seven, like I like, I still like it. It's it's awesome. Kid
3: Chameleon's still not where Super Mario World is, but it's the closest Genesis ever had. It's still a really fun. fun platformer I to it. play through.
4: Uh, you and I had a lot of fun. Pl- we played like what two hours. We we had a good time. I think playing it's the that.
3: only Genesis game that ever stepped to Mario even remotely. I thought that it. Was almost as, or it was like a slightly better version
4: of like Kid Icarus or some game like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, like it was. That's and Kid Icarus kind of clunky. That's I one think. of
3: the few failed one. That's a Nintendo franchise where they still do service to their history. Where they're like, Pit is in Smash Brothers. People love that guy. I don't but get it. But they are not mainlining like flagship no. Kid Icarus games. No. I remember when they tried to launch it with like Kid Icarus yeah. One, Two, Three, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they're like, Nah, no one likes it's not Kid Icarus. Really working? Yeah.
4: Uh, I like the music, but the game itself is not so great. Did you guys have Castlevania? Yes. Okay. I skipped it because I assumed you had Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, we had Castlevania. I
3: think Castlevania. It's Castlevania's is interesting. Castlevania's a whoa. <laughs> it was a game on every platform. It's you also
4: know. kind of a clunky game. I like, don't
3: like Castlevania or Contra games.
4: I don't like Contra either, but Contra is on yeah. that Nintendo collection. But who am I to talk? They got them all in there
3: because I like the Cap Attack. And Decap Attack is one of the clunkiest platformers I've ever played. Can I
4: say one other weird thing? And mm. this is like a. There's so many games from that era that are medieval in theme. Yeah. Like Super Ghouls and Ghosts Ooh. or like King's Bounty. Did you guys or, have Rampart? Yes, everybody had okay, Rampart. Okay, that was yeah. a great game. That was an arcade game. It got ported.
3: Yeah, it was, it's just a really tight puzzle game, actually. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah pretty sure. Kicks QYX? I think we did. All right, but continue. it's in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um,. I feel like we've adequately discussed this topic. How do you feel about it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, If you had to buy one of these systems now, which one would you buy? Still Genesis?
3: Yeah. Would you? That's interesting. My hesitation was that I wanted to be honest. Yeah, your opinion is more
4: up for grabs about this than mine is. You phrased
3: it in a way where I'd answer yes, but you could have phrased it other ways where I would have said no. I wanted to be fair. Which one would I buy? as an adult if I could only buy one, and it would still be Genesis because I'm still the type of person to whom the world in the elevator pitch actually, if I'm honest, matters more than whether yep. the game is fun to you, play. You
4: and I have that conversation about a lot of things. Actually, <laughs> yeah. No, we do, we, we do have that conversation. Um, that is interesting. I don't have any nostalgia
5: for Genesis. Hey guys. I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker.
2: Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from?
5: He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes Podcast.
0: Oh, great. More dad jokes for me.
5: We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes Podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Uh, I never had any like, actual hostility for it, only for fun against you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we played it together, I still remain impressed with how much creativity was in that system that was never—it just never landed. And that's, in the same way—that's
3: why the way you phrased it, I would still purchase the Genesis because it would be a library of a bunch of yeah. things that fire my imagination. Whereas, can you name things on the SNES? That Fired Imagination? No, 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 no. Like, I just went through the list and named my favorite games. Yeah. And you've mostly been naming Super Mario World. I've... I've all the other ones. Oh, Link to the Past, uh, Mario I mean, Kart. Is uh, there anything outside the Country? Mothership franchises? I mean... Did I, it have any? It had to have I some. All those other... RPGs I was talking about. Okay, yeah. that's. You know, I was like... They had that have Super some third-party games, Super Golden Ghosts. Super okay. Castlevania. Stuff like that. Okay, yeah, that's uh, what I'm wondering. They
4: had a ton of shit like that.
3: Oh, did you guys have Zombies Ate My Neighbors? That was a really good game. I don't know that was about that. pretty fucking one. good.
4: Um, I'm trying to remember what else I had on the Super Nintendo as a kid.
3: I was just wondering if you had fond memories for any games that aren't the big six. You oh, know what course, I mean? Yeah. Like Metroid but, Mario Donkey Kong. But the truth is, you see, now I had never
4: played Super Metroid until like six months ago it's fucking good it's amazing yeah uh, I missed that one as a kid yeah I no mostly I was the kid who got the main like I only got one game a year and they were usually the big titles that's another
3: thing that's notable is I think Nintendo is a system where you buy into the AAA flagship franchises or why are you here I wouldn't Whereas own Genesis, a switch
4: if I didn't like Mario. And Genesis Zelda stuff.
3: is a library of things that are all of equal import, and you can decide what kind of games you like. I think that's true. I think Nintendo is—you're buying into—you better like Nintendo games, right? <laughs> well, but sadly,
4: Nintendo has created a model that all these consoles now kind of have to compete in, like Xbox and PlayStation now kind of are competing over the same over their exclusives.
3: Uh well just as someone who loves indie games and for very many of the same reasons as we just discussed that I love yeah. Genesis I do seek out and crunch through many like maybe 3 indie games a week I'll finish Do you really? Yeah that's I a lot. I really really like short indie games and I make it my business to like keep up on them Okay And I have not seen one that's available on the PlayStation Network or on the Switch that is not also available on the PlayStation Network not a one ever hmm. And in fact, they're always available on PlayStation first. Like, and I don't know what I'm—I don't know why I'm reading that in blogs and stuff. If Flame and the Flood is out on PlayStation now, it'll come out in six weeks on the Switch. Then I must have read something wrong. But I wasn't trying to make you feel like you had to be in a place where you have to say I'm wrong. You're fine. It wasn't a dick-measuring thing.
4: Somebody has to have a bigger dick. I that's was a, trying. <laughs> we don't have
3: an exactly the same I was, size dick. I was. You don't know that. I don't. Again, I don't, you're, know, you that. don't know that. And you're I, making almost, assertions.
4: I almost found that out. Uh, what was the name of that video we did? When you uh, when you wanted to do full skinny nudity? dipping? The skinny dipping <laughs> yeah. video. Yeah. And I was like, dude, we can't do it. And you are like, no, we have to. And oh, I, I just wore a little dick pouch. Right. That's right. No. but what makes me laugh is for the audience's sake, the uh, the argument you and I had behind the scenes about that was mm-hmm. like are we going to show your dick on the site? And you were like, I think we need to. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think that we're going to be able to do that. And if we're not going to be able to do that, I can't have you doing it in real life. And like we decided,
3: <laughs> right. Wasn't that the argument? I believe I said, cause another thing is I'm very confident in my sexuality. I yes. have a partner I love very much. Right and i'm a grower not a shower so i feel comfortable saying (laughs) i feel like i said on the day i was like but it's funny dude you don't understand like when i'm not like with the woman or getting down to business my dick's humorously small like it's gonna play really funny you're gonna want my little acorn dick in the shot it's uncircumcised people think that's funny and you're like i don't know man i don't know (laughs) I remember this conversation. It's just like, uh, it's just such a stupid thing to talk and about for like, work. Well, are you a real artist or not? I mean, are you dedicated <laughs> to your ideals? Or Classic. No, not? Yeah. I love it. I love that. Is this a toy or that. is this a story? And what I was
4: it? like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I just got to get this video made. It's like, that's where we are right now. Yep. Yeah. I remember that very distinctly. Well, I feel like we did good here. hmm I feel like we did good here. I feel like I need to play more Genesis.
3: uh, No, because that's how I lose.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Don't play it. Just know about it. I see. uh,
3: I do like things like that. Like, for example, Marvel Comics, the actual comics that come out weekly. I have always intensely loved and been fascinated by. Funny. Copying the art, learning about the backstory, discussing with my friends. What makes Spider Man interesting and how his powers would match up with Galactus or whatever? Then I sit down to read a comic and I go, This I is just this. boring, poorly written, yeah. like soap opera of the week bullshit. Uh, I liked the trading cards because they
4: kind of let you do that without having to read yeah. the
3: books. Well, I'll say Sega is that I can dress it up real nice and make it seem really good. Mm. until you, a big concession here. Until you sit down and. Play Echo the Dolphin and then play Super Mario World, and turn to the kid and go, "Which one was more fun?" Mario World's gonna win every time. <laughs> See, I mean, yeah, but that's... if you turned to me as a kid and went, "Yeah, but which one are you gonna like dream about tonight?" It would be the Sega one almost every I time. I think that matters. Yeah,
4: I don't think that. I don't think that's irrelevant. I think that matters. You know, uh, I feel a little cheated as a kid not having had not having been exposed to it as much, mm. you know? Because, like, uh, I
3: just wonder whether I would be a little bit more imaginative. I felt cheated because after SNES, that was the last Nintendo system I had because I did get a fanboy feeling mm. and started to only buy the Genesis consoles. So at the worst oh. possible time, I became a loyalist. So I only got to play, like, Game Gear 32X so you never Dreamcast, had 64, huh? uh-oh, Sega's out of business. <laughs> yeah. you, ne- you never had a 64? No, I had to there play was... at my friend's house, and it's Ugh, a very important system. Those were good games. To miss out on. Yeah. But I can't wait to talk about Sega CD someday. I want to talk about that, too. I think it has the most hidden gems of any system. Yeah. Where it's like, why should I buy a Sega CD? Well, you shouldn't. Yeah. But if you have money to waste, there's like four games that are only on Sega CD that are fucking rad.
4: <laughs> so if you guys liked this format, uh, and like this kind of conversation, let us know in the comments. Don't let us know in the comments which of us is wrong. Don't, don't, I'm not going to read that. I'm going to look at it and go, no.
3: We can't stop them from doing that. If you but... do
4: it, all that's going <laughs> to happen is my eyes are going to glaze over. That's fine. And fury will A erupt ganser, from my eye. Adam Glazer. <laughs> Adam Glazed Ganser. No, but seriously, if you, like the, if you like this format, let us know in the comments and we'll be doing more of it.
3: Yeah, I'd right? even love to do... There were other, like, even if we finished systems, I'd be interested in. Revisiting? 2D platforming. No, like, it had a very special time. I know Raymond Legends and Origins is keeping the legacy alive, but, like, it had a day where, like, dinosaurs, it ruled the earth. Right. What can we learn about that? What did it mean? What does it say? Why no more? You know? Why 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 is that
4: not a major release cycle Because
3: now... we are an open-world people. Yeah. We are an open-world game. Everything is a 3D. Civilization. Uh, three-dimensional realized world. Yeah. Much okay. like that motorcycle that just drove by. I hope you heard, or it'll sound weird, but <gasps> we're in a three-dimensional world. We are. And we're leaving now. We are.
0: <laughs> hey, fam. I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day.
2: Limitless answers.